Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union, right here on the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com. It's great to be back after our short uh, break for Sukkot. I hope everybody had an enjoyable Chag and an enjoyable month so far. Uh, we have a very exciting show coming up talking about a topic that really affects everybody, uh, both within the Jewish community and outside of the Jewish community as well, and that's, of course, the education of all children, uh, including those who have might have disabilities or might learn differently than other people. Uh, Batya Jacob is with us today. Batya, you haven't been back. In, you haven't been here in a while, right? Probably since Pesach. Well, that's, I apologize. That's my fault. Well, welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. Batya <laughs> Jacob is the director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. Batya, welcome back to the Jewish Reaction. Thank you. It's great to be here. So I, I know when you were here Pesach time, we were joking around about how big your Seder was with like 50 or so people that at your Pesach correct. Seder. Anything crazy happened over Sukkot? Um, the first days we had upwards of 20 people every meal in our Sukkah, <laughs> which really fits about 12. I go to 12. my in-laws, I was going to say, and we struggled to fit 10 of them. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like the book where only nine chairs where people sit on each other's laps. You, got, you make it work. You do what you can. You, you do, do what, what you, you can, can, and you eat in shifts. And um, it's nice to be together with family. 100%. You never want to tell anybody not to come. Everybody is welcome. Absolutely. Ah, that, that is what perfectly. inclusion is about. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the educational department uh, within Yachad and the changes happening within and what the plan is to bring that to the community. Um, so we made a decision to be more concentrated into inclusion, working with the schools when when I was a kid and I went to school, everybody was taught the exact same way. You either fit in or you failed. And we've come a long way from that. We've now realized that every person in the classroom, whether they're identified with a learning challenge or not, learns differently. There are children who learn better visually. There are children who learn better auditorily. There are children who learn better when they write. And it doesn't make them better or worse. It just makes everybody different. So recognizing the fact that every child is a diverse learner, every child has different strengths and different weaknesses, Every classroom has now become an inclusive classroom. There is no such thing as one size fits all. And we really need to be educating our teachers better on how to be more inclusive of these children in the classroom. So let me ask you a question as an educator, not myself as an educator, you as an educator. How could it be that every classroom is now able to accommodate Every, each student with their different way of learning. At the end of the day, or at the beginning of the day, there's, a, there's one teacher presumably at the front of the room teaching, whether it's by writing on the board or oratorily by speaking or by showing, but how did they reach 30 kids in nine different educational ways? So that's why our teachers have now become jugglers. And um, we come in as Yahad. We're, we're helping these teachers learn how to juggle. We're teaching them how to group students. We're teaching them how to diversify how they're accepting answers from students, how they're teaching different students. This is what Yachad is doing. This is what our expertise is. Recognizing that different children have different needs. And most children should fit into most classrooms. There may be times where we'll say to a parent, Let's try a different classroom for this child, because not every teacher is as effective with every student. I mean, the, the teacher 
also needs to quote unquote buy into this concept. The teacher needs to buy in, and the teacher needs to quote unquote go back to school and be reeducated. Um, I I love telling this story. One of the first conferences I ran for Yachad. The school that I had gone to elementary school with came with their teachers. And as I'm sitting at the desk, I hear a teacher in her Israeli accent go, Barbara, which is what I was called in school. <laughs> and I looked up and there was my second grade teacher. And my second grade teacher is still teaching second grade where I went to school. Wow. And you're only 27. I'm only 27. I had my first child at 12. <laughs> um <laughs> It was a scary thought to me, and she's still teaching in the same way. And what the schools, um, what we're encouraging the schools to do, what we're working with the schools to do is get those teachers, get them out of their set way, get them out of their idea that we teach in the front of the classroom, um, we give one type of test, we accept one type of answer, and be creative and look at different ways. So, for instance, we're used to taking tests where there's a paper and a pencil and you answer questions. They might be multiple choice. They might be fill in the blanks. They might be essays. But instead of doing that, why can't we let, for certain projects, the child put on a skit about what they learned in Navi? Why can't we let them write a song? Why can't we let them do an art project? So we're going to accept different answers, different modes of of answering in order to reach each of the children in their way that they learn best. Well, but now that you're talking, you're talking about in a special education school or you're talking no, about talking in all about schools? No, I'm talking about in every school. So what have you, I mean, I'm sure that there have been some, but have, what type of or what logic for resistance has there been in terms of a, if I'm a teacher, that sounds like a lot more work for me. But teachers have an inborn neshama that they want to teachers teach. Teachers are better people than I am, you're saying. We hope so. Well, yeah, we hope so, too. <laughs> Not better than you, Ellie, but better than us collectively. Thank you. Um, we want our teachers to understand that their obligation as a teacher, and specifically as a Jewish teacher, is to reach the neshamas of every child and that there's a value in every child and that there's abilities for every child. And there are challenges with every child. So that's part of our training for the teachers has there is there a point where it becomes problematic let's say for the students themselves in the classroom meaning if i you know i'm fine you know let's say i'm fine taking a test with pen and paper but my best friend gets to sing his test to the point where i would rather say well that's not fair let me sing my test but you're given the choice every student should be given the same choices it's not the students we get the most resistance from honestly it's the parents the parents want to make sure that the parent thinks all that the way they children, had it 30 years ago, and they want to make the sure that, that everybody's being treated equally. So it's, it's a mentality of well, this is equal, but it's different, different unique to each exactly. individual, as opposed to everybody fits in a box. Exactly. And um, one of the things I talk to teachers about is if you have a child and they don't do well in noise because they have attention deficit or they have a hearing problem or an auditory processing problem, by setting the room up to reduce the noise, it's not just helping that one child. It's helping the whole class. The entire class is going to learn better in a quieter environment. If you need to section off quiet spaces and you're going to put an area rug down, you can use that area rug as a boundary for your reading group or your math group. So... The cell is 
whatever modifications we're making is for every child and helps every child in the classroom. So play it out a little further down the line. How does this relate or does it relate and how does it carry over to, let's say, high school or college in terms of education there? So in high school, we are still working with the teachers and helping them diversify. It's a little bit more complicated because there are more standards that the students have to meet. I mean, like state requirements and State requirements, requirements. Core, core curriculum type of things. But most high schools track. So you can have different levels built into the tracks, and therefore you can be expecting different results and different behaviors depending on the track the child's in. When it gets to college, we have most universities, at least in the United States, have offices for people with learning challenges. They have... Well, but a lot, correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of those offices that deal with, you know, student challenges will offer, let's say, help in terms of time management or in terms of help having somebody supply you with notes or having somebody read an exam to you, um, but not necessarily the option of not taking a test or taking it in a completely different way than everyone else. So that's something that school, that colleges are starting to do. But quite honestly, I think our goal is to start the student at a certain level and to get them back to that stand, what we think of as standard educational results. I mean, once they, like, let's say you start this in elementary school, by the time they get to high school, we're hopefully everybody will actually be learning the same in the same way. That is what we're hoping. It doesn't work for every student, and some students are going to still need the modifications in college. Um, some students may not be able to go to all the same colleges that their friends are going to. But we have different level colleges and we have different curriculums in colleges. It may be that that student who was singing their answers may be going into a um, music type of career. Um, the person who was giving an art project may go into fashion. So it's interesting that you bring that up, that there are different colleges and universities catered towards different types um, of students, but now just in terms of the Jewish world, you know, the, our Orthodox uh, community, there are a lot of social pressures to go to, you know, one of, I don't know, four schools, colleges in the country that, you know, quote unquote, the Jewish community deems appropriate. And I just, in terms or the of Jewish community deems the highest level yeah, and therefore exactly. we want our kids to be the best. So, again, we need to educate. We need to educate the Jewish community. We need to educate the parents. Um, it makes me crazy that children are tutored for their SATs from before they get into ninth grade. <laughs> it makes me crazy. You have right. Ava, your daughter Ava is four. Almost three. Almost four. Right. <clears throat> well, she she's already be, started studying for the she, SATs. She should be studying for the BJE exam to get her into high school, which is an absurd <laughs> idea. I have a friend who tutored her kid in tennis because where they were going to camp, Tennis was the epitome of success in that camp. And you have to be successful. You have to be successful because we're Jewish parents. So we're trying to educate the parents that there were more than one way to be successful. And it's not always the stereotypical academic success. It doesn't mean you have to go to an Ivy League school. It may not even mean you have to go to YU. It may mean you go to the Kosher Culinary Institute. Right. If and that's, that's a great that's more... option. Um, so I think we're broadening where we're asking our kids to go to once they get well, out of typical school. I guess there's the school. added concern or worry about the from or orthodox experience 
and life on campus. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to make something up. I'm, I have no idea if this is the case. I just saw an article last week that Arizona State is the largest university in the country by amount of students on campus. If Arizona State has an amazing program for art therapy and the person had been studying and learning artistically, should Arizona State be where they go? But there is no Hillel on campus. There is no JLIC program on campus. There is no Jewish life on campus. And again, I could be wrong about that, but just using that example, that's a fine, that's a difficult question for a parent to answer. And that's really hard. I know that when my own children were going to colleges, and by the way, four out of five of them went to Yeshiva University. Um, But when we were looking at schools, it was one school that was very, very highly ranked in what my son wanted to go into in engineering and architecture. And he went up to visit the school with my husband and came back and said, I can't go here. There are no Jewish girls. So I think the problem... So he only had one thing in mind, going to college. His goal in mind to go to college. <laughs> hope was, you're oh, not yeah, listening. By the way, that architecture thing. Right. Oh, I hope you're not listening. But you know what? We as parents, that's part of Absolutely. how we how we drive our children of what school they should be going to. We want to know that they're going to meet that Jewish person. The rate of intermarriage on college campuses is something like 65%. Wow. On a typical college campus. That is a scary number for us as an Orthodox Jewish community, as any sort of Jewish community. The what I call the shidduch crisis, this idea that we have tens of thousands of young adults in their 20s and 30s and 40s who aren't meeting the right person, who aren't finding that mate out there easily. That's something as a parent we're very concerned with and I would not steer my child to an art therapy program at Arizona if that was really the case, that they didn't have any sort of Jewish but programming. Right, but then you have to balance but, what's right was, educationally, what's right personally, absolutely. what's right religiously, and it's a very complicated decision. Correct, and we're juggling again. And as parents, that's what we do. We juggle. Right. And we try to steer our children into a direction that we think is a positive direction, not stifle them at the same time. But also not put them in a situation where they are going to be more exposed. So I would probably tell that child, let's look at other art therapy programs. And try to find something that and let's might see if fit we can the find rest of their needs a little fit. better. Exactly. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here at the Nachum Siegel Network at NachumSiegel.com, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Ellie Hagler, the Associate Director of Yacha, and I'm being joined by Batya Jacob, who's the Director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. We're speaking about uh, the reality in terms of education and Jewish education that every student learns differently uh, and has different ways of learning, and we aren't all the same. We're not all fitting in the same box, and we've got to figure out a way to teach everybody at the same time. Um, we have a number of different conferences coming up all over the country that can really benefit uh, lots of teachers and parents alike. Um, and we'll speak about those in just a minute. But I want to thank Batya for selecting today's music. Here's Avram Freed.
And that was Avram Fried. You're listening to The Jewish Reaction right here on the Nachum Siegel Network, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler. I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined by Baya Jacob, the Director for, of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. If you're interested in about the conferences that we are going to be speaking about and or reaching out to Bacha about education in the Jewish community in general, you can feel free to reach out to her at Batya J. That's B-A-T-Y-A-J at O-U dot org. Or if you have any ideas for thoughts or topics or conversation pieces, feel free to email me at Eli, that's E-L-I, at NachumSiegel.com. Uh, Batya, let's talk a little bit about some of these conferences that are uh, coming up. Uh, before we talk about the conferences specifically, why has there now been a concerted effort to now bring these conferences out to the community? Meaning now this year we're looking to do, we're doing one in Toronto. You're doing one in Florida. You're doing one in New York. You're doing one in New Jersey. Um, as opposed to previously when people were asked to come in, why are we now going to them? So I think that we have recognized the need of more continuing education for our teachers. We also understand that Every Jewish school is under financial constraints. It is very difficult for schools to fly teachers in from wherever they are. It's expensive. They can't afford it. Every school is under a budget crunch. Every school needs money for scholarships and needs money for teachers and needs money for equipment. Recognizing this, we have chosen to, first of all, expand the amount of conferences we do to offer more continuing education on an ongoing basis, and also to bring the programs to other communities. We had a request from Toronto, from Canada, to come up there, because even though it's a similar school basic basis, um, there are differences in how the school is organized and how... I mean, differences they, because it's Canadian Because it's American. Canadian, exactly. Um, how, the, how the core curriculum is set up in Canada is different than here. Um, even the grading is different. So we put together a conference in Toronto specifically to meet that need. We balanced with every conference speakers from the pool of experts that we have in different fields and local speakers that know about their laws and their constraints and their needs and therefore can follow up with teachers locally as well. So this conference coming up uh, actually a week from today, uh, Tuesday, October 28th, is going to be taking place at the Bayet at 613 Clark Avenue West in Vaughan, Ontario. That's just outside of Toronto. Uh, the conference is titled Supporting All Diverse Learners in the Classroom, um, which I guess goes back to what we were speaking about is making sure that everybody has a way to learn within the classroom. Um, tell us a little bit about everybody, of course, knows the, speecher, spe- the featured speaker, Dr. Jeff Lichtman, who was our boss at Yacha, but talk a little bit about Dr. Bill Atwood, who I've heard before at other of your conferences. So Bill Atwood, Atwood sorry, is really an expert in literacy and writing and math. He teaches teachers how to diversify curriculum and teacher style and and assessment for specifically writing, specifically learning how to read, how to become a fluent reader, and also for math skills. And he is going to be addressing challenges with dyslexia, challenge with dysgraphia, which is math challenges. Um, I'm sorry. 
dysgraphia is writing challenges, forgive me, and dyscalculia is math challenges. So that's what he's going to be speaking up there. He's probably one of the best speakers in the country on this specific field. When we spoke to the schools up in Toronto, their biggest concern was reading and Kriya in Hebrew. And we're bringing in Rabbi... Meaning that the students aren't picking up the students swiftly enough how to properly read and how to... Exactly, and how to also comprehend what they're reading. Which is, you know, there's two parts of reading. There's fluency, being able to physically read the words in the correct order, and then to be able to process it. So we're also bringing in Rabbi Yaakov Eichenbaum, who is a specialist in Kriya, in teaching children the mechanics of Kriya, and then going from there and putting it into the comprehension and taking the Kriya and bringing it into the Siddur and into the Chumash. So again, this is an education conference really geared towards teachers in Toronto to help the teachers better teach our children. Exactly. And it's not teaching children in self-contained classrooms. It's teaching every child in your classroom, in the mainstream classroom, regardless of the mode that they choose to learn with best. So this is for all teachers? It's for everybody. Again, if you're interested in uh, learning more about uh, this conference or any of the other conferences, you can please reach out to Batya Jacob at 212-613-0796. No. No? Oh, that's the fax number. It's weird that I don't know that. 212-613-8127. If you would like to send the fax to Batya, you can do it at the other number. Or you can email her at batyaj, B-A-T-Y-A-J, at OU.org. This, of course, we're talking about an education conference coming up a week from today in Toronto, Ontario, supporting all diverse learners in the classroom. To register, you can visit yacha.org slash conference. And you can take care of your registration um, right there online. Um, Baya, let's look on to the, the second conference that we have coming up, which is now taking place in New York at MDS at the Manhattan Day School, uh, which is taking place this year on Veterans Day. Correct. Um, and the, the program is titled, Maybe We Should Teach the Way They Learn. In the same vein of what we've been talking about, this is in terms of educating all students of all types in mainstream and non-mainstream schools. Exactly. And to teach them according to what their strengths are. That's the key. Well, the key then is is uh, you're assuming that the teachers already have the skills to actually identify what that strength is. So some of the workshops are actually going to help the teachers identify what those strengths are, how to look for red flags to see what's a challenge for the student, and how to really understand the different types of intelligences, the different types of learning processes a student may have, so they're able to better recognize what the strength is in the particular student. You know, it's something, just something you said, like I remember when I was in school, and I'm still in school now, um, in graduate school, you know, everybody studies differently. The same way, you know, there's always going to be somebody who needs to make index cards for themselves. There's somebody who's going to have to just read a book and memorize it. But we all know that we all learn differently, but now it's just a matter of really adapting that and bringing it to the classroom. Exactly. You know, it was always okay to take notes differently, but it didn't seem to be okay to take those notes and then translate it into different different ways to answer. Right. Now we're trying to get the teachers to understand that that's a positive thing, that we want the kids to be able to answer in the best way they can so they really can 
show what they know. Sometimes you wonder if you're testing the way you're being tested or if you're testing the actual content material of the test. That's interesting. Are you testing the yeah. way? You know, when my kids testing. took the BJE exam, it was given in Hebrew. So if you didn't know Hebrew, you couldn't answer the you questions, even well. though you knew really, you knew your Chumash cold or you right. knew your Dinim cold. So you had to kind of separate. Are we testing the Hebrew language or are we testing the ability to open up a Chumash and learn a Rashi? And this uh, conference is taking place on Veterans Day. That's Tuesday, November 11th. Uh, it's going to be taking place at MDS at the Manhattan Day School. And the keynote speaker at this conference is Dr. Ross Green. Uh, from Harvard University Medical School. Maybe talk a little bit about Dr. Green and what his specialty is. So Ross Green wrote the book The Explosive Child. He um, is the expert really in the world on um, behavior modification, a proper how to control children's outbursts, how to control children's behavior in the classroom in a positive method, not by punishment but by reinforcement. And um, he is very well known by parents, too. We're actually getting requests from parents to come because they want to hear him. Um, He is the source of what to do with your with children who don't who can't control their behavior, who can't control their. Dr. Green literally wrote the book. He literally wrote the book on this. Wow. And again, that's coming up Tuesday, November 11th. uh, Veterans Day taking place at Manhattan Day School. And again. Uh, similar to Toronto uh, Conference, you can register at yacha.org slash special ed conference. If you want to reach out to Bachi, you can call her at 212-613-8127 or by email at Batya J, B-A-T-Y-A-J, at OU.org. Um, Baya, just before we continue on to the next conference, so again, I want to thank you for choosing today's music. Here is another selection from Avram Freed. Come out of your hiding place 
Freed right here on the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Haglund, the Associate Director of Yachan. and I'm being joined here in studio by Vajra Jacob, the Director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. We're speaking about educating our children, special education, regular education, typical education, every kind of education, because the reality is that everybody learns differently, and we've got to start changing the way we teach 
to educate the children in the way that they learn best. Um, and the, the next conference that we're going to talk about, and again, all these conferences are all geared towards similar themes and bringing them to the community might make it easier and more affordable for more schools to be able to send more teachers. Um, so the first conference we spoke about actually coming up a week from today is in Toronto. Uh, is going to be Tuesday, October 28th, supporting all diverse learners in the classroom, and that will take place at the Bayit in Toronto. And the next conference is taking place on Veterans Day, Tuesday, November 11th. Oh, you're keeping yourself busy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't oct- like being bored. In October and November, not like, you know, you had a few holidays to deal with in the you know weeks before yeah. that. Uh, the next conference is Maybe We Should Teach the Way They Learn, taking place at Manhattan Day School. That's on Tuesday, November 11th. Um, but this next one in- is now in South Florida, is creating a positive, inclusive classroom environment in this is one of my favorite speakers, is Dr. Rick Lavoie, who will be joining you in Florida on January 6th at the South Florida uh, Jewish Academy in Coconut Creek, Florida. Let's talk a little bit about this conference. So, again, we recognize that we needed to bring our programs, our staff development, to the southern part of the U.S., um, it's not just for Florida. It's for it's really for any teacher, but we're specifically targeting teachers in um, Atlanta, Florida, Charleston, you know, the southern part of the of America. We have Rick Lavoie coming. We're really excited to have him back. He is the person who wrote Fat City, um, which is a video about accepting people with different needs. It's um, really puts the participants into the mode of somebody with a challenge and shows them how people react to them when you have a challenge, which is what we do at Yachar. Um, It's sensitizing other people to the challenges and to the learning needs of other people. He is talking about um, communicating with parents and schools. He's talking about setting up your classroom to be an inclusive classroom and to be welcoming to every type of learner. Um, and he's also talking about juggling behavior issues when you have so many diverse learners. In addition, we have people, again, talking about how to look for red flags. We have a dyslexia specialist coming in um, for reading. We have a autism specialist coming in because the schools reported to us that that was really the hot issue that they were trying to deal with. They're trying to grapple with children who are on the autism spectrum and how to really include them, not just academically, but also socially in the classroom. And again, this is a great way to engage more schools, more communities, more teachers, because South Florida is a huge Jewish community that might go untapped or unnoticed in terms of what programming and what educational services can we offer to them with just the reality that there are huge Jewish communities in Boca, in Miami, in Miami Beach, in North Miami Beach, in Hallandale, in Kendall. There's so many regions down there and now apparently in Coconut Creek where the South Florida Jewish community is located. Um, and that, that conference is taking place on January 6th. In 2015. 2015. Yeah. Wow, seems so far away. It's right around the corner. Uh, if you're interested in, in more about that conference and or uh, to sign up, you can visit yacha.org slash special ed conference, or you can call Batya at 212-613-8127 or by email at Batya, J-B-A-T-Y-A-J at O-U dot org. Um, with just a few minutes left, and we still have one, uh, one more 
uh, conference to talk about. I want to again thank Batya for choosing today's music. And here's our last selection from Avram Fried.
that was Avraham Fried right here on the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU, the Orthodox Union. My name is Eli Hagler, I'm the Associate Director of Yachad, and I'm being joined in studio by Batya Jacob, the Director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education. We're talking about educating our students, our day school students, in the way that they need to be educated. Um, Batya, let's talk a little bit about this now. Two-day conference, not until February, oh, a while's down the road, uh, taking place uh, in Teaneck, entitled toward successful, inclusive classroom environments. So um, this is going to be a two-day conference. The Sunday program is actually going to be geared towards both educators and parents. And we have specific workshops just for the parents. We're going to have SIP shops as well. Just to ask a quick question on that, for the parents, is it specifically geared towards them, or is it the same sessions that they can understand what the teachers are trying to accomplish. So they are able to choose any session they would like. They can go to an educator session or a parent session. However, we have specific speakers who are coming in to talk specifically to parents' challenges, Um, parents' challenges in school and parents' challenges at home. We feel that that's like, you know, parents are partners with the schools. And by putting educators and parents in the same room, they're going to learn to communicate better. Dr. Jeffrey Lichman, our um, director, is actually the keynote on Sunday, and his specific topic is educa- is communication between parents and teachers and teachers and parents. That's the key to any success is having parents as partners. How much of a role, like in my mind, the biggest role in the relationship between teachers and parents is going to be the fact that parents need to... I don't mean this in a mean way. I think I need to do this with my daughter also, who's only three. But you need to realize and understand that not every child is perfect. That, you know, your child, I I think that my daughter is perfect, but the reality is that she probably will do something that's imperfect. But a lot of parents probably struggle with that and probably might not want to hear or know or understand something less ideal or less perfect about their own child. So we want to tell parents that it's not a matter of children being perfect or not perfect. It's a matter of children being different. And every difference is valued. Every person... Again, right, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier about the what what is normal or what the Correct. pressures that we put ourselves in as a exactly. community. Exactly. But the way to get that message to the parents is by education. It's really by showing the parents. Um, that night, Sunday night, we're going to be having actually a parent and educators panel where we're going to have them talk to each other. We're going to have them answer the same questions and see what the differences in responses are going to be between parents and between educators. I guess it'll be even interesting when you have an educator who is also a parent or a parent who's also an educator. Correct. And most of our educators are parents. Probably. Um, Not all our parents are educators, even though they may think they're educators. Well, there's also a difference (laughs) between formal education, informal education, home education. Correct. Correct. we're hoping to gain from this a better understanding um, that, first of all, teachers are human as well. Um, that's a really important key. Teachers, parents are not always right. They always have the best intentions for their students, for their children. They always are their children's best advocates, but sometimes they have to also step back a drop and listen to professionals and to trust the professionals. So that's part of the goal for Sunday is to help that communication foster. On Monday, we have Dr. Edward Hallowell coming. He is um, really the expert on uh, attention deficit disorders. 
and how that plays out in the classroom. There are statistically, if you have 20 children in a classroom, five of them are going to have attention deficit disorders of some degree. So that's a very, very hot topic that teachers need to learn about. And he's going to be speaking that day about um, the face of ADHD, how to manage students behaviorally with ADHD, how to um, help students with ADHD socialize better with their peers. Um, at the end of the day, it's about socializing. It's about being part of the group. It's about being part of the class and not somebody on the side of the class. And that's the truth for any of our programs. Um, one of the other things we're doing on in the February conference is some of the speakers who will be speaking in Florida or Toronto or New York earlier in the year will be coming back and doing continuations, like almost like part twos oh, of the programs that they started to kind of go the next step. Okay, we've tried what you told us to do with kids who have reading issues. Now how do we enhance it or what's not working? How do we fix it? So that's a big goal of the conference also in February. That's great. And that's coming up on Sunday and Monday, February 8th. And ninth, taking place at Congregation Keter Torah, the Romer Shul in Tinek. Again, you can register for that at yachad.org slash special ed conference. Uh, Bacha, we have just about a minute left. Anything else you want to leave us with in terms of all these different conferences and the importance of parents and educators working together to make sure that we can educate our children as best as they are able to be? I think that I want to say that the the whole reason we're educating these children, the whole reason we want them to be part of our school is to really build their neshamot, to build their Jewish souls, to have them part of our community, to not have them on the fringe, to have them socially accepted. At the end of the day, nobody's really going to care about how many psukim in Chomish the child learns or how many stories in their reading book the child does. They're going to care that they belong and that they get along with other people and that they have midot and they have social skills. That's really our mission, and that's all what inclusion is all about. We at Yachad strongly, strongly, our, our motto is inclusion, that every child belongs and that whether it's in the school, whether it's in the synagogue, whether it's a camp, whether it's in the community, we want to help foster every child's belonging, and the basis of that starts in school. There you have it. Thank you, Baya. Thank you, Ellie. Again, Thank if you you're for interested in any of these conferences or other educational uh, items or topics, feel free to reach out to Baya Jacob at 212-613-8127 or by email at Baya J. That's B-A-T-Y-A-J at OU.org. Just again, a quick rundown of the different conferences that are upcoming. Uh, the first one is in Toronto. It's actually a week from today, Tuesday, October 28th. Uh, it's supporting all diverse learners in the classroom. The next conference coming up is Veterans Day, Tuesday, November 11th in New York in Manhattan. Maybe we should teach the way they learn. Uh, the next conference coming up in South Florida, we're really going all across the country here, is South Florida is scheduled for uh, January 6th of 2015. That's going to be with Dr. Rick Lavoie. That's going to be um, creating a positive, inclusive classroom environment at the South Florida Jewish Academy. And the next conference is a two-day conference on Sunday and Monday, February 8th and 9th, towards successful, inclusive classroom environments taking place um, at Keter Torah, Congregation Keter Torah, the Romer Shul. Again, to find out more information and to register for any and all of these conferences, please visit yacha.org slash special ed 
conference. Once again, I want to thank Batya Jacob, the director of the International Jewish Resource Center for Inclusion and Special Education, for joining us once again right here on the Jewish Reaction. I want to wish everybody an enjoyable week, a wonderful day, um, and thank you for joining us right here on the Jewish Reaction, presented by the OU on the Nachum Siegel Network and NachumSiegel.com. Siegel.com.